You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. What's going on, Berto here? Berto, we're back with another episode. What do you got for us today? So, I was just thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, there's probably a lot of people who, you know, might be a little late. You know, I'm catching them before they're in a gang or affiliated with with different, you know, different groups. And, uh, you know, in those cases, sometimes it comes down to, obviously, every day you're going to have to make decisions that you probably don't want to make, you know, when you're in these gangs. But I feel like one of the biggest underrated things to really know about is, like, different personalities, man. And, like, you know, different kind of guys. And, and it's something that I developed through being in prison, you know, and just being, being locked up for most of my life, just, you know, you had to, you had to really learn how to read people and understand people and, and, and see their motives and, and understand like <clears throat> that aspect. And, and so now I can look back and I can, and I can read people, but I couldn't do it in real time, you know, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have been in the situation I was in, but yeah. So I think it's important to to kind of give some perspective, man, because I know that a lot of personalities that were probably in my gang are are in in every other gang. You know, like mm-hmm. people are people, guys are guys. Like, you know, you everybody, you know, we all grew up in the same sort of circumstances. You know, it's you know, and and so um, yeah, you develop. Obviously, you're, everybody's different, but you de- develop similar personality qualities. You know what I'm saying? As far as how 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 they carried himself in these gangs and um and so i think i think i want to try to i want to try to explain that a little bit without being too uh too revealing i guess on the people because you know i don't come on here to to bash anybody you know what i'm saying or to embarrass anybody um and like i said you know this this podcast fortunately for us has has has, has spread and so um there's a lot of people to listen to the podcast that wouldn't know the name Fro from Mondi anyways, you know? And so when I do say names, I don't do it to <clears throat> to try to beat people down or anything like that. It's just, it's easier for me to remember when I'm, when I'm telling a story, referring to something. But um, my point is that, you know, obviously this is mostly, like I always say, it's about information, man. And so the information here that I want to try to relay is just, you know, for people, you know, that are involved in this is just how to, <clears throat> in my opinion, to to kind of gauge what kind of dude you're dealing with and um so before i go you got anything you want to ask can you kind of give some examples are there personality traits that you remember very vividly that just kind of appeared in people over and over again as they were coming into a gang right you know what i mean all right so i think maybe All right, maybe you got the maybe I didn't explain it well enough, right? So this is how <laughs> I'm totally off on right. No, no, no. So so this this is where I'll start, right? There's there's no better way to start uh talking shit about anybody else, it, 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 you know, without talking shit about myself first, right? So um my personality, right? So this is this is like uh this is like a me, you know, just trying to be from the outside looking in, right? So for people that were coming around me or coming around our gang and and meeting me, like this is probably how I appeared to them, you know, immediately 
uh, it, it depended too if I knew of you or or if I knew um, anything about you. If you were just like completely new and I was apprehensive at all, like so I would immediately be standoffish, arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe a little prideful, and and so that kind of personality, right? Them kind of people, it can it can be it can go both ways. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the, the, the X factor is that it can be that they're really, really not that kind of person, you know, as, as what they're claiming to be, you know, and, um, you know, or it could be that they really are. And, and that's, that's the fine line that people have to walk because if you test it and it proves to be <laughs> that, that, that they are what they, they they're claiming to be, then obviously you're, you're not in good shape. Right. So, because I believe there's a lot of people that fall in my personality. My brother was quieter than me, but he, he fell in the same kind of ballpark, you know, two was the same kind of guy. So that's what I mean. Like when I talk about personalities, I'm giving you like, these are, these are like, if you walk into a room, this is what you're going to see, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, but the thing is, is that my point of my point of that is that so recognizing that as a new person you know right away now you know obviously where the action is at so you know if you try to insert yourself around these kind of guys they're going to expect that you're down with the same kind of things that they are so that's a that's a that's one to be very very um cognizant of is that personality you know so um, I would have typically saved that one for last, but because I like to attack myself first, you know, because, <laughs> you know, like I said, man, I was arrogant. I was, you know, I was, I was uh, sometimes a loud mouth, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, at the same time, I knew when not to be loud, you know, and, um, and I knew when to handle business, you know, and, and so there was a, there was a fine line there. And that's why I said, you know, for the average Joe to, to test that is where, is where the problem comes in, right? Because yeah, they might test it, and you might find out the dude that's loudmouth really ain't about nothing. Because that's another personality, right? So that's the other side of this coin. <clears throat> and I know a few of these guys, and uh, and these are the guys that are loud, and uh, they got no problem banging their chest, and everything is king love. But you know, when the rubber hits the road, so to speak, and it's time to go these guys ain't nowhere to be around, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that could be for a number of reasons, right? So here's one thing too, right? And this is, this is something that's important for, for listeners to understand is that, uh, you know, it always goes back to that same old adage, right? And that's the, not necessarily what you know, but it's who you know and the, the gang hypocrisy and the favoritism. You know, there's going to be guys, man, that, that looked apart, you know? that uh they sound like they they sound the part you know they they talk the talk you know what i mean and um they puff their chest out and you would never think in a million years this dude ain't really with that smoke you know but uh <clears throat> we had a guy you know we had a guy who was kind of like that right he was a king a little bit before me not much um probably you know, probably six months, nine months at the most, right? So he wasn't around terribly longer before me. Um, 
And uh, <clears throat> when I ended up becoming 19th Street, you know, this dude was like, so that's the thing, right? Is I always explain this to you, right? Is is um, you you don't have to tell people about your business in the street in order for people to know what you're doing in the street. Like people just they sort of know, you know, like it, it gets back to people, you know, and they'll be like, "Yo, this dude is that," or you know, what I mean, this guy he be in the street, or this guy be shooting, or this guy be selling, or whatever it is, right? It, you don't really have to proclaim it if you're doing it, if that makes sense, you know. And so um, I say that to set this up. When I became 19th Street, right, you usually get the lowdown on, you know, who's who, right? Like, you you know, I was Walker. I was over there. But but when I became 19th Street, you start hearing, oh, hey, you don't know this dude, you know, because there's guys that are obviously kings before you. Boom. So, hey, this dude, you know, he he gets down or this and this. And, and so this guy that I'm referring to, I never heard that about him, you know. You know, I never heard he wasn't – I never heard he was a scary dude, you know. Um, and I never, I never thought of him as that. You know, I felt like he would go in a fist fight if, if it, if, if he needed to. Um, but we both know that's not what this game is about. <clears throat> and um, so this guy right here, man, this is, this is, this is why I bring him up is because he looked the part and he, he sounded the part. You know, and he would come around, and if there were new guys around, you know, he demanded their respect. You know, he demanded to be looked at like he was somebody to be respected. And to the new guys, you know, they don't know no better. They just think, oh, this is an older king. You know, um, let me just show some respect, you know, or whatever the case. But not knowing that that same dude, that dude is a family man. You know, mm -hmm. he leaves and he goes, and this isn't a knock on him as a family man. This is, and if anything, it's a, it's a, it's a compliment, um, to that. But it's a, obviously it's a, it's it's degrading as as a member of a gang, but to proclaim that you're the member and not the family man is where the issue is. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah, this guy is a family man. You know, he had a couple kids early on. He would always go home, and yeah, he came to meetings, and but uh, he was never he was never in the mix because he was always at home. You know, and uh, that's the safest place to be, you know, and I respect that, obviously, from this standpoint. But I'm just saying, if we're given knowledge, we want to talk about being honest. This is the reality is that these young guys, they're going to come in and they're going to see these guys that come into a room and think, man, these guys are really these guys are really somebody. And those guys are the same guys that might be talking about, yo, go get some flakes or you guys need to be out here or doing this. And they never did that. They're not doing that. And so. That's a personality to be wary of. That's a personality to always question, man. And you might not be able to question right away because you're new, but you'll see immediately who's who. You know what I mean? The the if you really in the street, you know, which obviously we hope you're not, but if you are, you know, you'll be able to see, man. And and um So that's one, man. That's another one, you know. You using that person as as a reference. So would you say that when you went in and once you got in and started realizing things, did you realize this person wasn't what they were putting on as a face first? Or was it one of the more senior gang members you kind of became friends with and they're like, yeah, that guy talks a lot, but he's not. No, no, I, I, I knew it before I got indicted. Um, you see, and this is why I say, man, uh, when you have... You, 
it's easier to have firsthand knowledge of something when you're the person doing it, you know, like it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> let me explain that. Right. So I knew who was in the street when it came to, to, you know, to shooting and, and, and all that shit, because I was doing that. So naturally the people that you're doing that with, you, you're going to gravitate towards each other. So I knew that this dude was not that immediately as soon as I started getting in the street, but it, you know, he had them family ties, mm-hmm. you know, he had them family ties that weren't going to allow him to be put on, on the chopping block even to this day, you know? And so, you know, that's the reality, you know? And like I said, man, looking back, I applaud him. You know, the man never spent the day in prison. I applaud him, you know? Um, but I applaud you for being a family man. I never applaud you. I, I'm not applauding your reputation as who you proclaim to be in the street, you know, or, or where you, what you were as a brother, because that's a lie, you know? Um, but that's important for people to see. That's important for, for guys to be able to recognize, man, is like, you're going to get a lot of people that, that they're there when it's time to talk, but who's there when it's time to move? You know, that's when you tell the difference. Um, so is that, is that kind of answer your questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, then you get, you get, you get like some, okay. So these are what I like to call, these are the kind of guys, man, that they're, you, you love these guys. Like you, you end up, you end up loving these guys, man. They're, 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 they end up being like good friends. Um, but they're just not brothers. You know, they're not, they're not that, they're not that, um, they ain't got that, that it in them. And, um, you know, those are the kind of guys that when you're around, you know, um, they're always there for the fun. You know, they, they, uh, they're dependable to some extent, you know, but they're just not the they're not living in the same lane you are. And, um, you got to remember at the end, at the end of the day, if we're giving this information, right, what is it for? So, because you're already there, it's to be safe, right? It's to try to be safe. Um, and like understanding, like understanding, man, it's really just you, you know, a lot of times it's going to, it's going to be on you. Excuse me. It's going to be on you no matter what. Um, to protect yourself, but you know, the more you know about about guys, the the easier it is you're going to be able to pull yourself away from them. You know, because um, I know what it's like, man. Uh, I know what it's like for a lot of guys. It's hard to turn your back on people that you know you care you care about, man. It just is, and. Um, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the slippery slope we deal with right here, Eric, is like a lot of guys when they're, when they're already dug in their, you know, their heels are dug in. Um, it's hard to tell them to walk away from somebody that they probably, you know, really care about, you know, but the, the reality is how much of what built that relationship was really real. You know, that, that's, that's the important part to realize how much of that relationship that was built um 
came without contingencies. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of what you do for people is going to determine how much they care about you. You know, a lot of, you know, I mean, the simple fact is how you how you make somebody else feel kind of determines how much they care about you. You know, so it's like that's all we can do is try to is try to basically show like there's no there's nothing but toxicity. You know, it, it's all you're always going to run into the same. um you know, the same type, you're going to run your head into the wall. You know, when I look, when I look at the list of guys, man, that I used to be around, everybody had unique qualities. And, um, aside from the gang, I probably could have been friends with mostly everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the difference. Right. That's the difference that that separates is as soon as you make that decision. Now it's like everything has to change. Same thing we talked about when Chewie was on the podcast, you know, um, with the fact that he was in a different gang, everything had to change, you know. And. uh, But you know what, let me give you I'm going to give you these characteristics because I want to I want to wind you into a story. Um, And uh, these characteristics are just you know, people that you end up running into that become more than, you know, just your, just your, just your king brother, you know, or whatever it is gang you were in, you know what I'm saying? They end up really being like your family. Usually that happens when you see what they're willing to do for, for not just you, but your family, you know, that's, that's kind of what you start thinking of somebody as family, like, man, this, this person cares about me and he cares about my family. Like he's got to be my family. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and you know, there's two guys, man, that, uh, <clears throat> one of them, unfortunately is no longer here. You know, my, my boy, Rick, you know, obviously I haven't really delved too deep into his story. Uh, but Rick is, Rick's been my boy since, uh, literally since, since we fought the first day we met in third grade. <laughs> the other guy is, is, uh, is Toot, right? I mean, you could have seen that one coming. I talk about him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Toot's the other one, man, that just has qualities as a, as a person, um, that's just, they're hard to find, man. Just, uh, you know, extremely, um, extremely loyal, you know, as, as, uh, probably as hypocritical as people would, would think that sounds. Um, but, but, but they just, they just don't understand. Um, Toots, Toots probably one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my life. And, um, you know, willing to bend over backwards for you. And the third person in this story is none other than, uh, my other half, right? Tim, my brother. And, uh, you know, so this is, this is kind of a, this is more of a personal story than it is a gang story. Um, but obviously I've tied into gang members to show you why, you know, certain people are thought of differently, you know, not saying everybody else probably wouldn't have came, you know, if, if Tim makes a call, they almost have to come, but this is, this is something that it just, you know, it, it, it was natural. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like something that had to be said. And, so the story goes like this. Um, Before you jump into the story, I just want to ask one question. Right. Would you say that, okay, so Tim, Toot, and Rick, mm-hmm. these are, are your people that are 
you know, like you could trust to the bone and everything like that. Um, would everybody else you think within the Latin Kings in your time have said the same thing about them or were they this, were they just this to you because that, that was kind of your inner circle within the gang? Mm, that's a good question. And it's, a uh, um, it's a, uh, it's a hard question and I'll tell you why it's a hard question because Rick is no longer here. Um, so, you know, I have to give an honest opinion. Um, in my opinion, without a doubt, hands down, Tim and two, um, are exactly, uh, what everybody would have thought of them. No doubt about it. No questions asked. Um, now Rick, is a different story. Rick, here's the, here's the crazy part. This, and this is why I say, this is the crazy part. Rick hands down would do that for me and Tim as people, because we grew up with Rick before the gang, before anything. Rick was hands down that kind of guy for us. Rick wasn't that kind of guy for the gang. Um, he loved the gang to some extent, you know, he had, but he had his reservations about a lot of guys. He had his reservations about the gang and he wasn't really about the gang banging aspect of it. So he was never recognized as that, but this is why it's a quality that's important to me because like I said, it went beyond the gang, you know, because I knew Rick would do this for us without a doubt. And, and once I explain what I'm talking about, you'll see, okay, that's why, but yeah. So does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. But you messed up the, what probably one of the greatest openings to the story I've ever had. So the story goes like this. Sorry, yeah. just, damn, man, I can't even use it. Right. Anyways, so yeah, so so let me start off the story with a a sentence that's very familiar for everybody. So I was locked up for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was locked up for this incident. Um, but it was lit it was literally right before I was about to get out, man. Right before I was about to get out. So, anyways. So my dad and my mom lived um in this house on like on like Oklahoma somewhere, right? And uh this uh this house was like a lower they lived in a lower part of the duplex. And upstairs it was like the unruliest neighbors you'll ever have, right? Like, so don't get me wrong. Like, my dad was no uh, cup of tea, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my dad was, he could be an asshole from day one, right? And and that was the best thing about him. Uh, but, you know, my pops, man, he was really, really, at times he would be like considerate, you know what I'm saying? Like he wouldn't try to be a dick for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if he wanted to drink and play music, he would, but he wasn't just trying to be a dick 24 seven. And I say that because man, these, these neighbors, man, they would like harass my, my dad and my mom, you know what I'm saying? And, and by harass, I mean like pound on the floor, be kicking on the floor late at night, like just doing crazy shit. Right. And, um, and so they had been doing it for a while. Right. And, and, uh, I'm talking about like months and, you know, 
during this time period, like my, uh, like Tim didn't have a lot of the brothers by the house. Um, it it, kind of got to a point where, um, not that my dad didn't want the guys over, but you know, he felt like, you know, when we lived on ninth in Montana, man, we were having meetings in the basement and, and he just felt like that, that part had to stop. So, um, yeah, he wasn't allowing a lot of, so Tim would bring like a couple guys here and there. And once you know it, like a couple guys would be like Rick and, you know, Rick and two, you know, one day my dad's like, yo, come over, you know, have a couple beers. And so Tim comes over there with, with two and Rick, you know, man, they, they're going at it. Right. They're the people upstairs are like pounding on the floor, pounding on the floor, pounding on the floor. It got to a point where my dad was like, yo, like something's got to be done. You know, like we gotta, we gotta tell them something. They had been doing like just crazy weird shit. And it was like a, it was like a, a mom, right? Like an old ornery ass mom, right? And then, and then like a, uh, I, I want to say it was like a dad and the son, or, or or something like that, right? Something to that effect. I know there was a young, there was a younger guy there. Anyways, but they would be like terrorizing my parents, you know, because my, because nobody would be there. It'd just be my dad and uh, my mom. You know, at this time, like my dad wasn't rocking and rolling like he was. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad was a little, you know, he was a little older. He, you know, he lost a, lost a step, and so, um, yeah. So man, he would be telling Tim, you know, like he'd be telling Tim, like man, these these dudes on my last nerve, and, you know. And Tim probably in the back of his head, like man, you know, like the dude's a little younger, you know, like you know, he don't obviously you don't want our dad to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know. So anyways, so this day comes, my dad went up there. And, and, uh, you know, was talking shit like, Hey, you know, stop banging on the fucking floor. And, 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 and so the, the guy started getting slick with my dad. Right. And so my dad told Tim, you know, as soon as he told Tim and, and, uh, and, <laughs> and Ricky too, like it was, it was over with, you know, when the dudes went right up there, they were fighting, you know, they're fighting, they're, they're beating this dude's ass and <laughs> they're beating the dog shit. That didn't hit the, the lady or nothing like that. But they were beating the shit out of dude, and and um, and I think his dad. Yeah, there was two of them, and and so they're beating their asses, and <laughs> these dudes are funny. Like these are the these are these were all my guys. Like two was hitting them with a vacuum, like you know, <laughs> just doing stu- stupid shit like that. And so um, you know uh uh, so you know, anyways, it didn't get crazy. Like they didn't they didn't kill him or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just basic. They beat they they beat the shit out of dude. Though I ain't gonna lie. Like they he got he got staples and shit like that. He was. He was pretty messed up. But if I stop right there, right? I mean, you think about that, right? When 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 my dad my dad didn't come to get Toot and Rick, you know? My dad didn't come to involve them. My dad came to get Tim, you know? Like that's how my dad moved. Like my dad was never about that, you know. He would stand alone, you know, and, and so he just knew at this point in time, like, if you know, if there was ever a time, let Tim get him. And uh but the but the point there is that you know these guys going into a situation like that you don't know you don't know what to expect. Mm. Uh, these you know Tim and them didn't have a gun they were just hanging out by my dad's house you don't know what to expect they go up there the dude has a gun you know what I'm saying who knows I think he had two dogs that that Toot had to kick like three times or something because they were attacking him they, I don't know he has bad luck they didn't attack Rick or Tim I think they were trying to attack Toot that's it maybe it was the vacuum trick I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, like man. the vacuum, man. The vacuum yeah. is great. <laughs> I can visualize it though when I when I was told the story. That's why I was laughing. But um, you know, so you know, these guys, man, 
you got everything to lose in a situation like that, man. You know, there's nothing to do with the situation. It's got anything to do with Latin Kings. But these guys weren't brought together by that. Uh, they were brought together by something, you know, uh, something bigger than that. And, you know, these are the kind of relationships that withstand the test of time without, you know, anything. And, and these are the kind of relationships that people should aspire to, you know, to create, man. And just genuine, you know, genuine relationship, no motives, you know, no expectations, no contingencies. And, and um, you know, that's what that was, man. That was just being there for somebody that you care about. Like I said, you know, nine times out of ten, anybody else that was there would have probably did the same thing just because they were that, you know, if they were there with us, they were probably going to be crazy with us. But it comes from a different place, man, and it was received a different way, especially from my dad. You know what I mean? Uh, he knew too. He knew Rick really well, and he knew that, you know, obviously he knew Rick from way back, from before anything, so he from flag football and so, you know, my dad knew there was a different meaning behind it, you know, and this is where it gets choppy at, you know, so they, so they arrest everybody. Um, <laughs> everybody gets arrested, including my dad. My dad got arrested too. And they were charging them like with a serious battery, uh, charging my dad, charging Tim, uh, to Rick, charging them all. Cause they beat the shit out of dude. But these people were so grimy. <laughs> they literally robbed our house, bro. Cleaned us out. Like, when when nobody was there, you know, because my mom, she had left, and then my dad was locked up. Obviously, Tim's not there, nobody's there. They they went downstairs and cleaned the house out, you know. Here's the part that was the real kick in the dick. So, I like I said, I was about to get out. So, my dad had just bought, like, a bunch of clothes for me. You know what I'm saying? So, I had, like, a brand new clothes you know, in my room waiting for me. And these, these dudes went upstairs, just they went insane. down there and just stole everything, yo. And, uh, yeah. So, so that sucked. But anyway, so, so my, uh, so when that, when that happened, they, they, uh, they like skipped town or whatever the case is, they didn't live there anymore. And so they had to drop the case because they weren't going to come and testify, you know? So my dad ended up getting out and everybody got out. But uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's just a testament, man. I think about those times, like I think about Rick, man, and and uh, Rick was a was a, like I said, man, he was a friend uh, above above anything, you know. But really, the only reason he ended up becoming a king was because of me and Tim, you know. Like he, Rick would have never been a king without that, you know. Like that wasn't how Rick was. He was a boxer. You know, he was, uh, he was just a, you know, kind hearted dude. He wasn't, you know. And, and Rick was, if I remember right, in a previous episode we did, we talked about Rick and he was the one that was one of the guys that kind of surprised you because he never really thought he was too into the gang. And then he kind of went above and beyond. No, no, no. That was Martin. That was Peaky. That was Peaky. Oh, that was Peaky. Okay. Yeah. No, Rick, Rick was, uh. Rick was the one, obviously Rick's the one who, who got, he got killed, but Rick was the one who he disappeared for a little while. Like he was going to, he was coming around and he had disappeared for a little while and then he came back. And when he came back, like, you know, we were full blown, uh, you know, like we had, we had the hierarchy basically. And so he knew he was going to be able to get in. Yeah. He ended up coming back and he was around and, you know, when, 
he got indicted with us, man, but he really, he probably shouldn't have, you know, because he, he, I don't even think he had any charges on our indictment, to be honest with you. I think he was just charged with Rico conspiracy and, um, with just being a Latin King basically. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think, yeah. So, um, you know, and and it's interesting because when you talk about this, so you, you talk at least definitely with who you talk about him all the time and, and well, and Tim and, Really, the the biggest benefit you got out of being in the Latin Kings was those relationships with three, four guys. And you would have just been a lot better off to have skipped over the whole Latin King thing and just been friends with those three people. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I mean, like... crazy. What's crazy, though, is that, like, okay, so, like, with two, we could have been, we could have been friends without the gang. Because I knew him before the gang and we hung out before the gang. You know what I'm saying? Before we were even kings. Like, we were cool. We we, we kicked it. You know what I'm saying? We smoked. And so, we could have definitely been... And then the fact that our families were intertwined with with Tim and and, and uh, Toot's cousin. You know, so, we w- we could have definitely been friends without the gang. And, and we would have been a strong... You know, we'd have been strong without the gang. But I will say this. But I, but I did meet guys in the gang that I consider to be lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jose was one of them, unfortunately, you know, and he passed, you know? Um, and so you still get that element, but, but look at how many, <laughs> look how many people weren't right. Like, <laughs> like yep, right. So, uh, t- <laughs> I mean, if you look at the, the you know the scale here the balance is not in your favor you know what i mean like yeah you're gonna get a handful you know at best but you're gonna come across how many you know and right uh, more importantly how many are gonna come across you and because they're in the gang you're in the gang even if the dynamic between you isn't very good you still have to kind of i mean i guess be civilized to them because you're technically still part of this group together, which at times must have been very hard. <laughs> yeah, that's you the know? worst. That's that's kind of like the worst thing, bro, is because if a guy has his crown already, you know, there there's a there's a there, there's a there's a long process to become well, there used to let me take that back. There used to be a long process to become a king. But there was even a longer process to get somebody stripped of their crown you know what i mean based on nothing basically just based on probably that you didn't like them or whatever you know um but i couldn't ever say because it's different man like retrospectively you can say it but in real time you can't go and say man you ain't shooting nobody yeah you know what are you doing because it's like it's like it's not even condescending. It's almost like, why would you ask and be, why would you be asking somebody about a crime they did? You see what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it turns into that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't tell people what I do. You know, that was, that was a guy's favorite little thing, right? That was the little, the Trump card that everybody pulled that didn't put in work, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that put in, didn't, didn't put in work. Yeah. This is their Trump card. They would always say, I do my dirt by myself, you know, <laughs> or, I don't tell no, I don't tell nobody um, about my dirt, you know, insinuating like they don't want to get told on which is the right thing right like that's 100 percent the right thing to do but 
97% of guys don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, you either, you either are putting in work or, or you're not. Um, and nine times out of 10, when you're, when you're putting in work, you're going to be with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, shit just happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. There's the, there's the, uh, you know, the hunting and all that. Yeah. People do that, you know, but even that people aren't doing alone. Like, I don't know, man, going back. I, let me see. I think, okay. The, the, the murder in the barbershop that was, he was by himself. He did that. Um, but other than that, like I'm saying, I can't even think of like a lot of situations where guys were just killing people by themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a Trump card that people like to pull, you know? And, so, so how did it work with, like, how did so many of these people just avoid that kind of event? Because I mean, you're all sitting around and you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to go out and I, I forget what you call it, but it, it w- look for other gangs or whatever. And right. one of these people that's there that doesn't really, you know, doesn't want anything to do with this. I mean, was it acceptable to just be like, no, man, I'm good. I'm just going to hang out here. You guys go have fun. Or I mean, how do how do you avoid that? Because I mean, yeah, being so, in the gang, it, it could happen at any moment, right? Right. So look, so we felt at the time uh, that the people that were throwing up crowns, meaning they were already made members, we felt that everybody on 19th Street would be willing to do exactly what you're talking about. When mm-hmm. it's time to go, they'll go. And to some extent, I believe everybody was um, to some extent. And then, and then also when they go, you know, what they're really willing to do. You know, because there's 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 different ways of doing things. And so that was the element that made it a step up. You know, how were you doing things and, and how frequently you were doing things, you know, um, because. Yeah, bro, once once they were got to the point where we were, you know, um, shaking up a crown with them, we basically knew they were willing to do that to some extent. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made it, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, so more or less, it was, it was kind of like everybody was kind of willing to do these things, but it was just that your little circle was, you weren't going to back down from anything. Whereas maybe if another circle had been in the same situation, they would have done something different to get out of the situation because they just weren't willing to, to go, go. Well, I just felt like I, I felt like the circle of guys that I was with were doing it a lot more frequently, a lot more effectively, and a lot more fearlessly. So take what you may from that. You know, I know I know a lot of what other guys were charged with. And I had the advantage of being told a lot was being done a lot of what was being most of what was being done even when i was locked up so you you know like when that changes you know like beans you know benny benny was a generation a generation and a half almost after almost after me and you know 
he turned into somebody who was fearless and was ruthless. And the guys that he was around, not that they, not that they wouldn't shoot as we're talking about, but they weren't like he was, Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, that's the, that's the distinguishing factor, man. It's, it's hard to explain when you say two things are the same, but they're slightly different. And that slight difference makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's true, right? So so from the outside looking in, a gang member is a gang member is a gang member. But there's difference. There's there's a lot of just differences. You know what I mean? And um, you know, those little differences make, you know, a world a world a world of difference. Um, so in relationships and reputation and you know, and effectiveness and all that. So um but you have guys, bro. It's crazy, man. I think about it, right? Like, and and this could be me being biased. This could be me, uh, I guess. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Need, I I can't say given the past because it's somebody who was obviously, um, before my time, but somebody who was just known for just being like, literally like a loving brother, man. Like this dude would take, this dude would look out for anybody, man. Like I promise you, man, like this is one of the dudes that I genuinely looked up to and cared about. And he wasn't even known for being like, um, you know, burning dudes in the street. Not that he would ever duck that, but he wasn't known for that. He was known for, for getting money and hustling and, and, and selling. That was always his MO. And that's, that's boy, man. And boy was just a good guy though, man. Like nobody, I, nobody's ever had a bad word to say, you know, about him as a person. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, dude would bend over backwards for you. Um, but he was—he wasn't somebody that I was like um, given a, a long rap sheet on, you know, about what he did in in the streets. You know, now obviously as I've gotten older, you know, I know that he has a long history. So there's obviously there's a there there if that makes sense. You know, and that's one of those situations where I just wouldn't be privy to that kind of information. You know what I'm saying? Because it's before my generations, before my era, you know what I'm saying? So they could be there, but just going, I'm just going based on what I seen. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't see a bunch there, you know? So, you know, there's guys that who try to, there's guys who will try to ride that, you know, there's guys who will try to ride that coattail. They were in a different generation than you too. You know, because I've met older guys like that, and then the truth comes out. Like, them dudes are just always around, but they never did shit, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's 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 guys, you know what's crazy, bro? And, um, and here's, this is another element, right? Like that, I guess it's a curveball, um, probably off, off subject, but I want to get your idea on it. You know, and I just thought about this right now because, it, you know, there's guys like this. Um, there's guys that who are just literally shit for luck dudes and are always in prison, right? Mm. I mean, we talked about those kind of guys before, but let's well, say- Well, based on your story, you you seem like you kind of fit that bill a little bit because oh, every I, story I, starts I, with, I was locked up yeah, when this happened. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I'm the standard. And for my age, I was the standard, but there's guys that are way older than me that have been doing it longer than me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, thankfully, that cycle ended- you know, after a few bumps on the head, but so let, let, let's, let me give you a scenario, right? So let's just say, let's just say there's a guy, right? I mean, you're a king right now, right? So 
you got your crown, right? So, bam, you're now try to think uh, everything I've ever told you or you've heard me say, just try to think about this, right? So, bam, okay, so there's a king, and let's just say he was a young guy, right, carrying a gun, and uh, let's just say within a couple weeks of him being a future, he's not even a king, let's say he's a future, and okay. he shoots at some flakes, right? Let's say he shoots at the flakes, and he gets caught for it. Somehow he gets caught, all right? Okay. Um, bam. So let's just say they gave him three years up north, right? Now he goes up north. He's a good dude, you know, like solid dude, standing, you know, fighting for the brothers, fighting with the brothers, gets out. Now they make him, you know? Technically, they could have made him in a joint, but say he wanted to be from a specific hood, right? So, bam, he gets out. Now they make him, right? Bam, he's a king. Okay, he gets caught a couple months later. He's got a couple, you know, not even a couple months. Let's just say a month, and he's got some dope on him. Now he's got a whole different case, right? You know, fresh five, you know, five, six years because he got criminal history. Goes up north, same thing. You know, handles business, never scared, never backs down. Good reputation. Let's say maybe even maybe even had a position in there. You know, maybe even had the house. Who knows? Um, Gets out, right? Not out long, violates his parole, he's back. Okay, so now this goes on, right? Let's just say this goes on, right? Where he's really never out. Mm -hmm. And he gets to be in his late 20s, early 30s. And now it's like, do you even really have to put in work ever? Because it's like, you were, you were, you were a king. And you were, you were riding for the nation the whole time. Do you really have to put in work in the street? I'm asking you a question. Yeah, yeah, I I would say probably not. I mean, I mean, I think you could really ride the fact that I've been around for ten years, man, or whatever it what would have played out to be, and been like, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing anything else. And I guess if I look at it, I mean, the dude did a lot of time in jail for mm-hmm. the Latin Kings. Mm-hmm. In a way kind of does he have that right to say like you know i've done my time you know right right no i I, i'm asking because i'm genuinely curious about what the perception would be on that you know because you know it's a it's a it's a i mean listen the gold standard of being a street guy is you know the reputation that you have in the street but with that being said Guys that get down in prison are like none other, man. There's no guns in prison, you mm-hmm. know. Those are warriors too, you know, if not more. And so it's like, damn, you know, how 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 does that how does that conversation go if he gets out and he's a part of a chapter, right? And he's 33 years old, and there's a 15 year old that just shot six guys. This dude's never even shot a gun in his life. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the gangster? Right? Who you right. put the money on? Yeah, <laughs> you know and- what I'm saying. I'm siding with the guy. I'm siding. I'm siding the guy with the gun. I'm. I'm. I'm be honest with you. I'm siding. <laughs> I'm siding with him. Well, I mean, he's he's probably much more the guy that you want to have on your side. You know, yeah. when 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 point, shit yeah. hits the fan, you Until know, you get locked up, right? And then now, <laughs> now you got to you- worry about. You know what I'm saying? And I I could totally see, like, being a member within the gang and looking at that guy being like, dude, you haven't done anything. You went and sat in a prison for how many years? But at at the same time, he he never swayed. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. 
And right. So, I mean, so this is this is and this is what I think, right? And this is why I think there's a different. This is why I, I think there's like a there's a boxing match, you know, um, a figurative boxing match is because, like I said, the warriors of prison are going to say prison is is where men are made, right? Like this is it. Like you knuckle up. Like there ain't no guns, right? But the street guy is going to say, well, the stakes are higher out here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, you can die in prison, and you'll you can die in them USPs and and uh, you know some of the mediums you could die, but the likelihood and percentage wise compared to the street is night right. It's not even close, right? So that's that's the argument that you could get from the street guy that would make sense. Is listen, the stakes are higher out here. I can die any second of any day. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just got to worry about fighting. You know, you're gonna walk away from that. I can't yeah. even go to the corner store without guys shooting at me. You know, so that's the thing. It's like you can see both sides of it, man. You know what I mean? Like you could, you, you know, I could be one over either way, you know what I mean? And, and so I agree with both on that. that that'd be, that's hard. You know, I, I think, and that's, the, here's the kicker, right? Here's the kicker is that you got a guy who let's just say he's did all that time. He's did 10, you know, or consecutively, right? Three, five, six years. Right. So it ends up being 13, 14 years. And, you know, none of the generation that he was around when he was out is going to be, you know, it's not going to be a lot of them left. You know, if anything, there's going to be only a few. So it's like, it's almost like having to reprove yourself all over again. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, very much though. I would imagine, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's going to give you a little bit of street cred, but, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, and you can speak to this, how many of those people he walks in after 15 years, there's one person that has any idea who he is. What is the response from the other gang members? Is, I mean, are, are you guys looking at this guy and saying this guy's a joke or. Right. Right. So, yeah. So that depends. Like I said, bro, it depends on um, what, what you're, what you've heard. Right. So, and I'm trying to think if there was ever a time where I was out. Okay. Yeah. I guess I can use this. It sounds good. Um, the guy Dre. So Dre was one of those ones that were was always locked up. You know, um, he was one of them dudes that just he was just unlucky, bro. He was unlucky. And when he was getting out, I remember that was the that was the perception of him. You know, where I was like, what's he, what's what's up with him? What's he be on? You know, and brothers just like, man, he's he's always locked up, man. Like he's always been in the joint. And so when he got out, he was a tougher guy, you know, like that was the portrayal that he wanted to, to uphold. You know what I mean? He was more of a tough guy kind of, you know what I mean? Like macho kind of, he wasn't like, he wasn't, uh, see there's, and, and I understand like that's his personality, whatever, but there's guys who were really, really tough guys that you didn't need to act like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, he was one of those guys, though, that when he got out, he kind of backed up the toughness in a sense that he was never on no scary shit. You know, like if guys were going to go do something, he would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he wasn't necessarily the one holding the banger. Right. But he would be there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think that's, that's an example of somebody who uh, he was willing to be there in the street to some extent. And he was always in prison, you know what I'm saying? And he was always getting down in prison. Like he was known for that. Yeah. And it sounds, sounds from what you're saying is that he very much realized that 
coming into this situation where he didn't know anybody, he had to reprove himself and he was willing to do that. Right. But, but I think on the, on the flip side, if you have somebody that comes out and says, no, I don't need to reprove myself. I I've done it all. I think everybody's response to that person is going to be very, very different. Right. And, um, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a transfer. So he came from Chicago, um, and he came to 19th street. So that element too is like, it's a, it's a, so this, this is my opinion. It could, it could, this could be my opinion, but I think this is true. Right. So like 19th street, we always, I've always said it, right. We always felt like we were the cream of the crop. Well, Chicago felt like that too, you know? Um, so when he transferred from Chicago, you know, like that was the thing, like I'm a Chicago transfer. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there was a little extra on that. Like I was supposed to be like, Oh damn, this is almighty himself. (laughs) Nah, nobody really, everybody's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you're old, you're old dude. Then you know what I'm saying? That's that's how the guys looked at him. Like, all right, he's old then. You know what I mean? So, but same thing with champ champ was Chicago. Um, so yeah, man, that, that was one guy, uh, that, that had to deal with that. Um, I think the other guys that were, I guess, in and out of prison were, were young enough to where they weren't in and out of prison for long bouts. You know, they'd be like two years here, three years there, you know, so you're kind of still relevant with everybody that was from your era, you know, two, three years, it flies by. But there's always going to be somebody there that can kind of vouch for the guy when he comes back and says, yeah, this guy's cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, like, like we knew, like when my boy Snuff got out, right? When when Snuff got out, you know, we knew right away. Like dudes were always like, "Yo, he's a solid dude, good brother. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna be cool with him." Didn't know we end up being like best friends with him too. Like he ended up being like our boy, like jam tight with us. You know what I'm saying? Always with us. And he was an older guy. You know what I'm saying? So um, obviously, you know the history. I've talked about it before. You know when I was the Kasinka, he was the Inca, and so. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you never see that coming, man. You know, and and um, I'd like to think that he probably developed a better relationship with me and my brother than he did with anybody from his era. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's that's a, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? To cross generations like that. Yeah. You know, usually, you guys, you like, you know, guys, you're with the guys you're with. You know what I mean? And and um, but yeah, so guys get out of prison. Fro was another one though. Fro was another one who was an older guy in and out of prison. But he he just happened to be out. He happened to be free when I was becoming the king. So, you know, but he was another one. Uh, I'm trying to think who, who what was one of the older guys? Okay, so there was some there was a set of twins, right, that uh were from Chicago. These dudes, their whole family was affiliated, right? So these dudes were Chicago, but when they got out one of them became 19th Street, and then the other one ended up becoming 19th Street after him. Um, hey, I think we've talked about these two before, too, haven't we? Yeah, we we might have talked about them. They've been, I think they've been in the store. They were in the store when I got into the bar fight. Richard was there. Um, I think Gilbert was there, too. Yeah, the names sound yeah. really familiar, so I think they've yeah, Richard, come up Richard in was, at least Richard was a fighting story. But they're, so. they're, they're, they're two other guys, always locked up always locked up man or about to get locked up like there's it's one of the two like they're either locked up or they're about to get locked up because they're wanted you know like it just i don't know i think i've i might have said this before but it's worth repeating um because this was this is a mind blower right so 
when I was locked up, I used to always like read the criminal law reporter, like just to, just to like read different motions and see. And a lot of times I do it, um, for our district, for the Eastern district of Wisconsin, just to see like, you know, like what other crews are getting indicted, you know, putting in new motions and shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when Richard got sentenced, he got sentenced for like something different. I think it was like a probation violation or something. He was supposed to go back to prison and he goes in front of this judge. God bless his heart. It's the best judge. I'm not even going to say his name, but he's just the best judge you could ever imagine. This is what he told. This is what he told Richard, right? This guy's been in and out of prison his whole life. <laughs> Probably <laughs> just got out and was going back again. Just violated his parole. He said, you know what, man? This is what the judge says. He says, you know, and this is me paraphrasing. He says, you know what? I'm going to try something different here. It seems like prison doesn't work for you. He goes, so <laughs> I'm not even going to send you to prison. He goes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to assume, or he said something like that. Like I'm going to uh, basically like put faith in, yeah, not assume. I'm going to put faith in the fact that he had like a girl pregnant and, you know, like a steady relationship. He was like, I'm going to assume that that's enough motivation for you to stay out of prison and let him out and didn't send him to prison. And he was like supposed to go back to prison. Like it was like a, he violated his parole and he caught a new case and he didn't go back to prison. And so it was like, it's the most amazing thing I've ever read in my life. And, did it uh, work? Do you know? What do you mean? Did, did it work? He got did out. Did he? Did he ever go to prison again, though? Or did he? Oh yeah, he was wanted right no. after. That. <laughs> okay. he's, I, think he's, I think he's wanted right now. I don't know. That's okay. Like, I, literally, I think he's wanted right now. Right? So. <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, the story would have been a lot better if it would have worked, but. <laughs> No, 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 no. It was this is more of a testament to how great of a judge he was, not how great of a person. He gave the wrong person this is you know, the, the opportunity. Only, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously anybody else. No, no, but um, Yeah, so I, I mean I am sure I could sit here and think of a million. Oh, uh, Booby was another one. Booby was another dude that was always locked up. He was older though, and Booby used to he was known. So but he I do actually want to swing back to the beginning. Because there was a question that slipped through that, that I wanted to ask. And it was back when you were talking about how you, Toot, and Tim, you always had this where you were kind of sarcastic, cocky to people when you first met them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Or are you like, I didn't ever say that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah, I know what you're saying. So, so. I don't really see that as like a part of your personality totally right now. So I'm curious was when you were doing that, were you guys doing that kind of as a way to test these people to come in, like, like kind of have this standoffish cockiness to them as just kind of a way, like prove to me who you are before we become friends. Or do you think that was just your personality at that point? So I think it's, I think it's both. Bro, I think it's it's both. So, yeah, you're right. Um, there was definitely some gamesmanship, right? There's there's because I got the same thing, right? The hazing and all that. You know what I mean? Like you 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 have to establish that. Like mm-hmm. if you if they can't withstand that kind of you know just that little bit right there, like you know, obviously they're not they're not material. But but it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. That's not my personality. But some people still say I'm kind of standoffish. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. But but what I'm saying is that uh, you're right. That's not my personality. But you you tend to envelop what your environment is required of you. 
that stigma that I had, that Tim had, that Toot had, it was almost like it came with the lifestyle. You know, that bravado is not uh, something you pick up on the shelf. You know, like it, it just, it was natural. It wasn't, it was, it was organic. It wasn't never um, forced. And so, yeah, I think although I'm not as arrogant as I was then, uh, I still am considered a little bit standoffish. But I think it's just because, you know, I, I don't, uh, it's, it's just going to sound crazy because we're doing a podcast. I'm not a big talker. Um, so, <laughs> hey man but, but, i would say the same thing about myself so <laughs> too so. yeah I'm, I'm not a big talker like if like people at work like they barely know me you know n- none of them know i have a podcast like i don't uh, yeah like it's it's uh I, i'm i'm probably an oxymoron in itself so that's funny and with that i'll shut up well and in so basically what it sounds like to me it's probably not so much that you were per se testing people it's just kind of a, something you picked up that, that that was just what people did in that world kind right. of you know like right. like that was the right. way you approached a new person was to be that way and right. not so much testing them or anything but just that was what you did more right and you're you're trying to develop get them to develop that thick skin right you know um you know all those all those things are, are, you know, they're, they're shields, they're, they're points of armor that you gain. And that's why some, for some people, the transition is easier than it is for others. You know, I go back to a guy I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, the guy Callie and Callie was my dude, man. Callie was a good friend of mine, but we hazed him, man. And we hazed him bad. And I feel bad about that. You know, like, Damn, I wonder if we pushed him away, to be honest with you, to be Deuce Trey, but he was a good guy, man. It was just, you know, we had gotten to a point, man, where we were just, uh, we were just, we, we were really getting bad with the way we started hazing guys, and, and um, yeah, I think we pushed, I think we pushed Cali away, but, but yeah, man, it just becomes a part of that kind of, you know, that initiation process, uh, the extent to which you go is obviously, you know, what's, what's going to hurt or not. You know what I mean? Right. Interesting. So, all right. Well, do you got anything else you want to add to this episode or should we wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, we could wrap this up, man. Maybe I'll give a, maybe I'll give a story, a couple stories about how, how we did Cali, <laughs> you know, a couple pranks we did on them. Well, we could maybe save that a, for, for a maybe Patreon my character Patreon. That's profile. A, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Never. Maybe I'm giving that. Maybe I. Maybe I'll give that. I'll give that a little thought. It's not much. It's not much. You know. It's not like it's a whole show's worth. But okay. uh, definitely, we're. I'll, I'll mix it in with something else on on a on a Patreon, man. All right. And well, that's all the... I got, man. That's all I got. I got nothing else, man. I'm I'm tuckered out. That's it. All right. <laughs> all right then, with that, we'll wrap this episode up. We thank everybody for tuning in. Um, as usual. Patreon.com slash normalized crime. Check out the Patreon and you can reach out to us with any questions, comments, or anything else you might want to say at normalized crime at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with another episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to normalized crime. 
Stay tuned for the next episode.